Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing today, this evening? Welcome, welcome to Political Talk, the podcast where we want the truth, we seek the truth, and we need the truth. So long we live in a world where everybody is pushing an agenda. Everybody wants you to get to think their way. Here at Political Talk, we want you to think your way. Because guess what? You matter. And then somewhere along the way, politics has forgot that. Politicians have forgot that. They they put themselves first before they put you. And at the end of the day, we elected them. So you could almost say they work for us. Hmm? You ever think about that? I think they so far forget that. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Have you been paid yet? Have you been paid yet? We are all unpaid political advisors. You might say, what? We are all unpaid political advisors. We go on Facebook and we take talking points that we heard from CNN, MSNBC, Fox, Newsmax, OAN. We take those talking points and then we go online and we argue with people we do not know. We push this agenda for our side. We fight tooth and nail because we feel like it is right. My buddy told me, he said when Trump was elected 2017, he didn't like it. He was depressed. He said he didn't like that Trump was got elected. But he said one day he was at work and he had an epiphany. He said, If everything that Trump is doing that I am so dead set against, if it was Barack Obama, would I feel the same way? Would I would I be fierce and would I go to battle for this for for Trump like I would Obama? He said the moment he thought that, his outlook changed. He said it changed in a sense because I I put myself in a different perspective. And I think we don't realize that. I think we we don't want to see the other side because if we saw the other side, we might have to realize that maybe they're right. That maybe they do have good points on a lot of things. You see, being unpaid maybe is a good thing. If we are all unpaid political advisors, aren't you tired of it? Tell me, if we were on TV right now, three boxes, me in one, you in the other, and the anchor in the middle, who would you be? Would you be for uh, 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 Biden, the Democrats? Would you be for Trump, the Republicans? Or would you be for yourself and the American people? Would you be pushing what you honestly believe? Tell me. Are we so dug in that we have to be willing to fight this fight because it's what we believe? Aren't you tired of being unpaid political advisors? The Democrats are wrong. The Republicans are wrong. The independents are where it is at. We need to get back to a place where we can talk to each other, 
where we can have eye-to-eye conversation with each other and not be willing to tear each other apart. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Tonight, you need to just go on Facebook, follow some left-leaning sites, some Republican-leaning sites, see things from their point of view, and and put yourself in their shoes. Why do they feel the way they feel? What is it about this president, that president, that has them feeling that way? Why do you hate me because I'm a Republican? Why do I hate you because you're a Democrat? Where did we go wrong? Tell me, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? We sit in this box and we argue immigration. The Democrats are wrong. The Republicans are uncaring and don't care. Nobody wants to say what they really think. Immigration can be fixed like that with a quick of a hand, but nobody wants to do it. They want the issue. They just don't want to solve the problem. Because they know if they solve the problem, they won't have an issue to solve or to argue about. We Aren't you tired of kicking the can down the road? This country has issues. This country has problems. You know, the one thing that drives me crazy is when a president is running for re-election and he brings up topics. I want to yell and be like, you're the president of the United States. And you have not solved the problem that you're telling me that we have right now, and you're in the job? Think about that. Think about that. That'd be like a plumber coming to you and saying, "Um, the bathroom is flooded, but if you hire me, I can fix the job. And you'd be like, wait a minute, didn't I already hire you? Why haven't you fixed the job already? Ladies and gentlemen, we know the problem. We know the solution. We just have to be willing to go through the pain to get it. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Do me a favor, do me a favor. I want you to look at somebody who is the opposite of you, the opposite political persuasion of you, and just have a dialogue, just have a conversation. Don't get put in that box that we see on TV. Break out of the box and talk to your fellow man, your fellow sister. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the cusp. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Pushing an agenda that you don't care about. You just care because they tell you to care. But... Think about it. Immigration. Why haven't we solved it? Healthcare issues in this country. Why haven't we solved it? Education. Why haven't we solved it? Why are we letting the entitlements collapse right from under our eyes? Ladies and gentlemen, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Because I am. And I know you are too. 
And like most of us, I look at my friend, and when he told me that, I said, that's an interesting way to put it. Put your shoes in the other person. And once you do that, you realize there's nothing to argue about. You see yourself in Trump's shoes. You see yourself in the Republicans' eyes. And you see why they are willing to fight tooth and nail for what they believe in. Ladies and gentlemen, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Where do you work? Are you, do you work for the networks? Do you work for CNN? Do you work for MSNBC? Or do you work for Fox? Do you tow the company line? Or do you tow your own? We have to get to a place in this country that we have not been in a long time. Trump says we need to make America great again, but the question that always comes up, when was America great? And was it great for everyone or just some? Ladies and gentlemen, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? They want us to argue. They want us to fight because they feed off of our pain. They need us to be angry so we can go to the polls and vote for them. Republicans have jibbed up this idea of see critical race theory. Critical race theory does not exist. It's a theory that is taught in college. But they need something to scare the shit out of people because that's how people go to the polls and vote. And then you, you hear people say, I heard someone say, a politician say on the radio today, oh, kids were at home and they were being taught and parents were like, what the hell are they learning? They're learning history. History, it may be not what you want to hear. History wasn't all roses and rainbows. There are parts of history that are brutal. There are parts of history that you cannot close your eyes to because you do not like how it is. We have to stop being scared. We have to quit letting those put us in this box because they need us to be. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? You should put your hand on the mat and say, pay me what you owe me because I'm tired, because I'm scared, because I'm owed something. We have people right now online who are picking us apart, who are feeding off our anger. They want to tear this country apart. You know, I was thinking though, I said, you know, so they want to tear this country apart. What happens when the next civil war breaks out? Are those people who sat on TV and told us to hate each other, are they going to go to the front of the line? Or are they going to go to their nice mansions, their, their, their plush villas and hide? Think about that. Think about that. We're going to fight the war 
and they're going to be protected. And they're going to say, well, I never said that. Well, I didn't think he would take it. I didn't think they would take it like that. I, 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 I was just saying, you were saying what you knew would rile people up. And when it came time to pay the piper, you did not want to pay. You hid like a scared little Ladies and gentlemen, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? We can do better. We need to do better. There's a better way in this country, but somehow we refuse to find it. I'm showing you the piece of paper. I wrote the answer to the math problem you have. I'm telling you how to solve it. I'm telling you how to fix the issue. But you don't want to because you don't want to go through the pain. You want to stay angry. You want to simmer in your stew. Ladies and gentlemen, if we allow them to put us in this box, we cannot get mad when this country starts to fall apart all around us. I heard a lady the other day on the radio say, you know what? I told my husband, maybe it's time we live and move to Canada. I used to always tell people, if you ever seen me in Canada, you know shit's done hit the fan. I never in my wildest dreams thought a joke might have to be a reality. We have people coming to the border to come to America for a better life. Some of us might be going to the Canada border for a better life. Because the America that we know, the America that we love is slipping away from us. Reagan called this country a shining light on a hill. But that light is going dim, dim, dim every day. We argue, we fight, we argue, we fight. Ladies and gentlemen, tell me, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? It is time that we get paid. It is time that we get treated right. No more do we sit in the shadows. No more do we need to listen to the talking heads. Just turn the TV off. We need to get back to what our grandparents had. We need to get back to the values of this country. A simple handshake was a word. Think about it. Looking a man in the eyes with a handshake was a fucking word. My word is my bond. My word is all that I have. We've lost that. We've come to a place we want to be at because we think it is comfortable not realizing that we're sitting in the same slime filth that we're trying to get away from. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor?
tonight, I'm sure, like I've talked to my buddy, you've sat on Facebook, you've read news stories on Fox about how Democrats are evil, how Republicans are righteous, how Republicans are evil, and Democrats are righteous. And you've read some of the comments, and you commented yourself, and your comments might have been snarky, your comments might have been mean, but you were trying in your head to get some point across. And as you read other people's comments, you replied, and you pushed back on what they were saying. And then you've gotten some friendly dialogue back and forth. And then it went above the line. My friend said this week he had someone on Facebook say, watch your back. We've got people who who are willing to just say anything online. It's like I said the last episode. People are scared to get punched in the fucking mouth. Watch your back. I said, what do you mean? He said, I I told I, I reported him to Facebook, but he told me to watch my back. I said, what did you do? He said, you know, I don't know. I, I posted something on Facebook. He didn't like me. We had a friendly back and forth. It got a little political. He didn't like my viewpoint. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to do better. We need to do better. If we continue to let the talking heads put us in a box, we'll never be better. America is slowly fading into this third world country. We can't even get elections right anymore. You know, growing up, I used to look at America and I'd say, this is the land of the free, the home of the brave. I love where I'm from. America has values. America stands for something. America was that country that could puff up its chest at the UN and say, bitches, you want to be like me. This is how you do elections. This is how you lead. But we have a president has to do do conferences and push democracy. Democracy is fleeting in this country. Democracy is sliding in this country. We don't want democracy. And you know why we don't want democracy? You know why we're looking at, at, at leaders like Putin, at leaders like other countries, autocrats, is because Democracy has failed the peep, the same people it said it would protect. People haven't got taken care of in democracy. They've got shitted on. The rich have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poorer. People can't even afford to pay rent anymore in this country. We're pushing people on the street and it's like we don't fucking care. Yet we go to a battle and say we value life at the Supreme Court and tell the woman you need to have the baby because in this country we value life, but we don't. We just value a woman having a baby so we can turn our backs on it. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? We get treated like shit every single day. I can be a Democrat. I can be a Republican. And nothing in my life is going to change. Nothing's going to get better for me. Has it gotten better for you? 
has 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 Biden made your life better? Did Trump make your life better? Or or did the illusion of having the guy you voted for make your life better? But when you wiped away the glaze and the fog started to subside, did you see you were living the same life you were living before election day? Before January 20th, when they took the oath of the office. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? It is time in this country that we demand payment. Maybe we need to blow up the system. Maybe we need to start from scratch. This country is 245 245 years old. Maybe we got to redo it. Maybe the experiment needs an upgrade. You know, every few year, every uh, every other every other month, every other year, Apple's updating. Maybe the Constitution needs an update. Maybe America needs an update. Because what's going on right now is not working. If a president has to sit and have a democracy summit, and people look at us and say, "Who are you preaching democracy to?" America has fallen so far, so fast. But you, many people could say they've seen it coming. People got tired of politicians. They overpromise and underdeliver. They overpromise and underdeliver. That's how you got Trump, Republicans. Democrats right now are going through the same promise. You know, the one thing about Bernie Sanders, I used to say to myself was this. If he was to get elected, the people that voted for him would be so disenchanted when they realize everything Bernie was promising, everything Bernie was saying wouldn't come true. Because the first thought in my head is, how are you going to get that to a Republican Senate? How are you going to get Republicans to go along with that? I know what happens to a young kid when you when he's gone to the polls for the first time to cast his first ballot because somebody told him, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that. And when the guy gets in office, when the guy gets in office, he doesn't give you what he said he was. And if he gives you anything, it is watered down. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Aren't you tired of being lied to? Aren't you tired of being made to believe that the other side is the devil? And that you're the angel? But then the other side thinks you're the devil and they're the angel. That their point of view is righteous, their point of view is right, and your point of view is wrong. In this country, we we view that, we should look at that a lot of things. The abortion case facing the Supreme Court right now. The Supreme Court has just said that the Texas law can stand. You know what that tells me? 
that vigilantism is what the Supreme Court stands for. Vigilantism. Do you know if you can have an abortion in this country, in Texas, they could tell on, someone could tell on you and get paid $10,000. You know, Gavin Newsom has said, I'm going to do something like that with guns. Because if the Supreme Court's new standard is what they're saying now is okay in Texas, well, now I can take a settled right and, and challenge it. You know, going into this term, the Supreme Court was highly unpopular. And you saw them go out and they were preaching and they were saying, no, 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 we're, we're not doing it for political purposes. No, 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 our, our decisions might not, you might not like our decisions, but we follow this piece of paper called the Constitution. We stand by it. Yet they make a decision and repeal a, some, a precedent that's been standing for 50 years. Many people, when they would go to interview at the Supreme Court, for the job, they would be asked, what do you think of Roe? And they would say, well, it's the precedent. I don't believe in challenging it. They all gave the stand the same answer. They didn't tell us what they really feel. Could you imagine? What do you think of Roe? I think we should repeal it. I don't like the precedent. I didn't think I didn't like it now. I didn't like how the court came up with the decision to protect it. I think it uh, should be about the fetus and not the woman. That's an honest answer. But he knows if he gave that answer, he wouldn't get approved to the court. So they do a walk around. They lie to us. They do sly. Well, it's a precedent. Think about it. 50 years, the 14th Amendment, a right to privacy. We're willing to just throw that away for what? Chief Justice Roberts says, the court should not get political. The court should not just be another a political arm because he knows the status of the court right now, right now is on the line. And if people stop having faith in the Supreme Court and stop thinking the Supreme Court is legitimate, they'll lose their moral standing. They'll lose their power in this country because people will just look and just say, I already know what the Supreme Court's going to rule. And they'll turn their back. And once you make a judge a politician, he loses his credibility. I think he's telling, he's pleading with his conservative justices. We cannot overturn Roe. We need to leave it in place. We're on the pessimist. You already have people in the Supreme in the Senate saying, maybe it's time we expand the court. They're looking at the court. They're willing to just cut the head off the snake to make things better. My personal opinion on Roe is leave it alone. Is abortion wrong? Yes. But that's how I feel. Other people don't feel like me. Other people weren't raised like me. But at the moment I take my right and I squash your right, because I feel like my right is more important than yours, what kind of country are we living in? You know, if a fetus is so important, 
Why don't we give it a, a social security number? Why don't we say, you know, the moment the woman finds out she's pregnant, the father needs to pay child support right away. We, we, we should start doing things to sew up the fetus, a social security number. Start giving it benefits. Start setting it up for life. But we don't because a fetus does not exist yet. Ladies and gentlemen, what is a precedent if it can be overturned? If they can overturn Roe, they can overturn gay marriage. They can come for other rights. Brett Kavanaugh said, the court shouldn't even be involved. We should just throw it to the states. What's the fucking purpose of the Supreme Court if, if we're going to allow the states to just solve the issue? We don't need a court then. Because the states can just do what the fuck they want. You have people on the court trying to have it both ways. You sit on the court to make hard decisions. You've got uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett saying, well, a woman can just, you know, I put the baby up for adoption. Like it's a second thought. Women have rights now. You know what, Amy Coney Barrett? Yes, women do have rights now, but you're stripping them away. Not every fucking person was made the same and had the same choices that you had. You don't think about that 16-year-old girl. You don't think about that 12-year-old little girl who was raped. But you're going to force her to have a baby and ruin her life. Why? Because you're taking your personal belief and you're letting it to the court. And we can't have that. Can we? Can we? We can't have that. We can't have justices sitting on the court not looking at the Constitution objectively, but taking their own personal feelings and preaching it to others. We have to get to a point in this country where we realize everybody doesn't think the same. Think about that. If we all thought the same, what kind of world would this be? Trust me, if we all thought like me, it would be a bad world. But we think differently, and we have to respect it. Not everybody grew up in a home with the thought of abortion being wrong. Abortion to me, when someone broke it down and I said, you know, that's right, abortion is a biblical, it's a moral issue. Some people didn't grow up in the church. Some people don't share that same philosophy, and we need to respect it. Texas law says at six weeks, you can't get, after six weeks, you can't get an abortion. And if you get one, um, you can your neighbor can rat on you and you be forced to pay him 10 grand and it has no exceptions for rape and incest so basically texas has said and the supreme court is letting a law stay that says well if you're raped and you get you get pregnant you have to keep the baby if your uh, brother father any male in your family uh, uh, molests you well you got to keep the baby 
So you're telling me you care, but you don't care about my mental well-being. Some Republicans say uh, a woman is just a vessel. A vessel. What the fuck is that? We need... Ladies and gentlemen, abortion is wrong, hands down. It is, it is wrong, hands down. It shouldn't be done. We, we should make it easy for people who, if they want one, I think a politician said abortion should be rare but safe. If we outlaw abortion in this country, we have to be idiots to think it is not going to happen. We have to be fools, be blind to say, okay, we outlawed abortion. Everything is good now. Nobody's going to get one. Oh, they're still going to get them, but they're going to get them in some dark, seedy room hidden from view with no regulations. We're going to put more women at risk. You know, there's a, an indicator that says um, when we outlaw abortion, Crime goes up. And I heard that. I said, wait a bit. What do you mean? And the theory is this. You have unwanted kids who parents give them up and they put them in the system. And the system only keeps them for a short period of time. And then these kids get out of the system or forced out of the system and have nothing. And so they have nothing. What do they do? Many of them turn to crime. They don't know any better. No one's ever said they love them. They've been bounced from home to home to home. But we don't care. We value life, but the moment you're born, we turn our backs on you. So you've got these kids out there breaking laws and doing things they shouldn't because no one ever put their arms around them and said, I love you. We look at that girl in that room and we say, I feel bad that your dad raped you. But guess what? You got to keep the baby. A uh, uh, young lady walking through the train station at night. I'm so sorry that that strange man, <coughs> excuse me, that same strange man raped you. But you got to keep the baby. Because life is precious. To those people yelling at those women as they go in the clinic. You need to be with that woman from the day the baby's born to life. There are 424,000 people in the foster care system. Think about that. They're... I get passionate about this. Because I feel like people, when you talk about abortion, they talk about it from one length, from one side. They don't look at the children's side because they don't care to look at the child's side. They just want the kid to be born. But they don't want to look at the wreckage of once the kid's here. Crime has shot up. Women are dying in seedy rooms to get back room abortions. But Amy Comey Barrett says women have it better now as she sits atop her tower and her nice clothes at her nice house 
and she she becomes a Republican's model of what a working mother should be. Well, she did it. Well, she did it. Anybody could do it. Well, how many chances did she get? What were the opportunities that were presented to her so she could live the life she lives now? No one ever talks about that. But we talk and we demonize these women. Ladies and gentlemen, the Supreme Court right now is going to decide their fate. 50 years of a precedent is about to be torn apart. And the moment the conservatives on the court, like John Roberts is telling them, probably behind closed doors, guys, the moment you get rid of Roe, the Supreme Court has just lost its legitimacy. People will look at the Supreme Court and they will be just as unpopular, unpopular like Congress. There's a saying, what? what what's that saying? Oh, man, I forgot it. Conquer. What's a man who conquers the whole wide world but loses his soul? The conservatives who sit atop and are finally about to get their wish. What do you get at the end? You fought for something for so long, and now it's about to happen. But the Supreme Court's going to be what? They'll lose the legitimacy? People won't respect their decisions? They won't be respected? But they overturned Roe. They got rid of a precedent. What next will be the sacrifice that the Supreme Court will have to make for these people? Gay marriage is next. It's coming. We're going to overturn everything. And we're going to turn this country back to what it was, a biblical nation. The encroachment of uh, church and state. You know, if we tax the churches in this country, we probably could pay and put a very huge dent in the deficit. But we don't talk about that. We turn a blind eye to that. Because the conservative Christians deserve a, a say. But we also have to realize not everybody is a conservative Christian. We've got some atheists. We've got some uh, people who just don't believe. We need to respect their rights. But we don't want to. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to get to a better place in this country. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Aren't you tired of pulling the company line? Aren't you tired of fighting for something that won't fight for you? Democracy has turned its back on this country, and we would rather have an autocrat as our leader, hoping that would be better. But the funny thing is, ask Venezuela, ask Cuba, when you, put, you gave one man all the power. Ask North Korea. Ask Iran. It doesn't turn out. It's not all sunshine and rainbows when you got one man with all the power. You'll look up and say, wait a minute, I thought things would be different. Well, why is he doing this? Why can't I do this? Why don't I have freedom of speech anymore? Know why? Because you thought it would be better to give one man all the power. 
You thought one man, who he told me he'd be different. He told me if we just gave him the power of this country, things would go right. And when they don't, what are you going to do? Nothing. Because you just gave one man all the power. Aren't you tired of being an unpaid political analyst? Aren't you tired of talking points? Of thinking ways that you normally wouldn't think? Of being pushed into situations that you don't want to be pushed in? To having hard conversations that you don't want to have? From, to, from avoiding people at the supermarket? The holidays for sitting down at your table and deciding who are you going to invite. You don't want to invite Uncle Billy because you don't want to have that, that, that conversation with Uncle Billy because he believes in QAnon. He believes that Trump is the second coming. You don't want to invite Uncle Billy because Uncle Billy is a leftist. He's a socialist. He believes in Bernie Sanders. He believes in equal wealth, distributing the wealth. Ladies and gentlemen, aren't you tired of being a political analyst? Families need to be families again. Politics needs to stay where it's at in Washington, D.C., and America needs to get back to focusing on what's most important. What's important to you? What makes you tick? Why do you get up every morning and go to work? What are you doing to make a life for yourself? People would say, my buddies would say, Mark, what is your what is your uh, your drive? I would tell them my kids. My kids are my driving force. What is your driving force? He says his his kids do. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get back to a place in this country where we all were equal. We all saw the same. We all went through the same experiences. We don't need to have another war. We don't need to have another September 11th for this country to become whole again. We just need people to wake up and realize that all they want to do is tear us apart. That's all they want to do. Don't let them do it. Don't let them do it. Please don't let them do it. Don't let them tear us apart. Don't let them bring you apart. Inflation, 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 inflation. You know the one thing about inflation is if it was just in America, if inflation was just in America, I would say that's a big deal. But inflation is a worldwide issue. Everybody right now in this in this world, every country is suffering from inflation. And inflation is something that happens when you've got less goods and a lot of people wanting things. You know, after World War II, inflation was high because you had a lot of people who were leaving the service, coming home and wanting things. And you had factories who were having to turn things back from making tanks and making things for the war effort back to what they were. That calls inflation. Ladies and gentlemen, we just went through a pandemic. Some would say we're still in a pandemic, but we just went through a pandemic where we shut every fucking thing down. 
We told people to stay home. We told them it would be safe. So for you to think inflation wouldn't be a big deal, inflation wouldn't rear its head, it's kind of funny. For And it cracks me up when people say, well, um, <laughs> well, people say, well, uh, if Trump was still in power, this would not happen. Well, if Trump was still around, this wouldn't happen. Well, if Trump was still around, this wouldn't happen. Yes, it would. Everything right now that Biden is going through with gas prices, inflation, supply issues, would all be the same. He would be struggling just like Biden is. And the question I would ask, why? Why are they struggling? It's because you had people who were asleep at the switch, who were people who, who weren't watching the store, who weren't looking at the books, and they wanted to <coughs> excuse me, turn a blind eye. And now what they failed to do is being led beer. I will say this. I have a feeling inflation will die down this time next year. Inflation will be a non-existing issue. I just have a feeling. I think by then you'll have a lot of factories back online. I think the beginning of the year, from what I'm reading, what I'm seeing, I think people will return back to the labor force and things will, the prices will start to drop. The question is then, everybody that has that meme of Biden did this or I did that, what are you going to do when gas prices drop? What are you going to do when the supply and chain issues ease? Are you going to get Biden credit, Biden credit for that? No, of course not. Know why? Because people then would have to admit that Biden solved the problem. Or they'd have to admit that the problem was not Biden's fault to begin with. The president controls the economy to a point, but some things are out of his control. Inflation was going to happen because we just got out of a pandemic and people weren't working. And when we opened the country back up, people wanted things, but there were less things to have. So when less things to have, supply and demand people, economics people, you get inflation. Gas is controlled by OPEC. OPEC is not producing, which, which is kind of funny why they're not producing oil all of a sudden. And when OPEC cuts back, guess what? Gas prices go up. It's not Joe, it's not Joe Biden's policies that affect overall energy prices. Some do, but not all. It's OPEC. I'm just saying this. Inflation is something that was going to happen either way. But I think it's, a, I, like I said, this time next year, don't be surprised if inflation is non-existent. And what it is, and it goes away, the same people, I want you to look at the same people who said it's all Biden's fault. I want you to look at them and say, so now are you going to get Biden uh, credit for fixing the issue? And when they try to shift and say, well, then you say, well, no, why? No, no, what I'm seeing right now, you're bullshit. You're bullshit. You just don't like Biden, so you're not going to give him credit for shit. Aren't you tired of being? And then I want you to look at your buddy and be like, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Aren't you tired? You're letting people push you and tell you what to think. But Trump would have had these same issues. The only difference is how would he have would he have done a good job solving them? Could have Trump solved the issues better? Who knows?
<sighs> inflation, 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 inflation. Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin. I like Joe Manchin. West Virginia governor, I mean, West Virginia senator, highly respected, conservative, Democrat, moderate, out of a very red state, very poor state too. The one thing I want to say about Joe Manchin, I think sometimes we can let our own power go to our heads. Many people would say, what do you mean by that? I think he's holding up the Democrats' best chance to get Build Back Better done. And he has this, and I heard this commentary, and it made me think, like, he almost thinks, it's like he's almost like he's the president. Like, he knows what's better for this country. And then I heard today that people from his own state are begging him, begging him, saying, Joe, we need this bill to pass. We need this bill to pass. And then I wanted to say, it's like I was saying before. Who do you work for? You work for the people of West Virginia, but you're acting like you don't. You're not listening to your constituents. You're not asking, why do you think we need Build Back Better? I don't think it's a good bill. I think it adds to the deficit. I think overturn these, we can't even, from what Joe Manchin is saying, he's saying, and I, and I respect him on this, and it is true. We can't even take care of the entitlement programs we have. How are we going to take care of new ones? But he also has to realize, he's a Democrat. If he tanks this bill, how can he go back and say he's a Democrat and push for Democratic issues when Democrats have put up a bill that takes care of all the issues that they care about? How can he run as a Democrat in West Virginia saying that? Would he lose a primary? No. Could he possibly win a general election? It is possible. But he'd have to lean to the right. Because by then, he might have a lot of Democrats who just turn on him. I think so far, I think I'm looking at Joe Manchin, and I'm getting the feeling he has this mindset that his shit don't stink. But he has to realize, who do you work for, Joe? You're not the President of the United States. You're one of 100 senators. Right now, you have power. And I heard someone say the other day, after the midterms, your power goes away. So do you want to be a guy who can say, well, I stopped Joe Biden's agenda. I was the, the roadblock in the Democrats getting anything meaningful done. Oh, shit, I'm a Democrat. But, Joe, you're acting like a Republican. Do you actually want to be that Democrat? We all know you're from West Virginia. We all know that you have a, a hard battle that you have to fight. We feel you on that, Joe. We feel you. But we also need you to realize you need to either piss or get off the fucking pot. Right now, if I was advising the president, or if I was advising the Democratic caucus, I would look at them and say, now is the time. After the midterms, who's to say when we'll get power again? We've got the House, the Senate, and the White House. 
This is the time for us to get this done. Build back fucking better. This country is crying out for it. This country needs it. Joe, I know you don't like everything that's in this bill. But people sent us to Washington to get something done. What do we look like if we're fighting amongst ourselves on our own priorities? Republicans would have been had this bill done by now. You think they give a shit about the fucking deficit, Joe? No. Joe, you got to stop being played. Ladies and gentlemen, Democrats, now is the time. We have to do this now, not tomorrow, not next year, not next week, not now. We need to go into the midterms with some wind behind our fucking backs. Because people don't like the process. People don't want to see us make the food. They want it done. And how can we say, well, we couldn't get Build Back Better done? The problem with Democrats are they think too much. They, they, they want to make sure it's right, which they should, but they think too much. Republicans just do. Republicans get back behind their leaders and do. They trust in the process. And for all those moderate Democrats right now sitting on the fence saying, I'm scared to vote for Build Back Better because it might cost me my seat. Guess what? I've got sad news for you. You're going to lose your seat anyway. You're headed to a tough midterm election. You're the party in power. The party in power always loses seats. So for you to think that you're not, come on. Come on. We have to do this now. We got to. Because if we don't, how do we go to our own Democrats? You know, my buddy said, you know what, Mark? He said, if the Democrats can't get Build Back Better done, I'm going to officially become an independent. I said, whoa, why? He said, he's, basically, he said, I'm a Democrat. I support democratic principles. I support everything that's in Build Back Better. But if they can't, our own party, who promised us, can't get it done, I want no part of this party. I can't, in great conscience, sit around and want to be a Democrat anymore. And I looked at him and I said, oh, that's, that's tough. I asked him, what do you think of Joe Manchin? He said, you know what, I respect Joe Manchin. I, I understand what Joe Manchin is trying to do, but I also know me and you've had this conversation, he said, where West Virginia is a very poor state, and a lot of things in Build Back Better would help his own people. But then he looked at me and said, it's almost like someone's paying Joe to be a roadblock. I said, maybe you're right. And then I said, you know, I think a lot of times politicians get to Washington, D.C., and they forget who sent them to the dance. We can't let them forget. So, Joe, you have to come to your senses. I think you forgot 
who you are. I think you think you have more power than you do. And the question is, how do you want to be remembered after the midterms? As a guy who got drunk, who, who got power drunk, or a guy who came to the table, put his cards down, said, this is what I want, and then walked away, and we got it done. The Democrats have the House, the Senate, and the White House, but yet they can't get anything done. Is that any? And now they want to go on voting rights. If you can't get someone, I heard, and someone made a good point. If you can't get the hard bill, if you can't get an easy bill like Build Back Better done, how are you going to get a hard bill done? And the sad thing about Joe Manchin is he claimed he wants bipartisanship. He claims that Republicans will come along, but he can't get Republicans to go along on his voting his voting bill. Republicans don't care. They'd rather see the Democrats tear themselves. So Joe proves that he's not that bright if he's allowing himself to be played by Republicans. And they're playing him because they're eating up the clock and they're buying time. That's how you do in games. You know what a buddy told me? He said, if we tackled AIDS like we tackled COVID, AIDS would be over by now. I said, oh, that's kind of powerful. And I thought about it. We just hit a milestone. 800,000 people have died from COVID in the United States. 800 lives lost for COVID. Think about that. Some died early because they didn't know COVID was serious. Some died later because they just didn't get vaccinated. People like me who caught COVID have kind of, you know, fought it, fought, it, fought it off and won. I think the reason I fought it off, I'm the secret, I think I, I think I was just active. I think that's how I beat COVID. I want to say this. We cannot be scared of the new variant. Variants are going to come. I think people right now who are freaking out about COVID and wanting it to be done and wanting everybody to be vaccinated, and now they're pushing for everybody to get the booster shot, it's because they're scared. It's because the reason we didn't tackle AIDS like we tackled COVID because it didn't affect them. But COVID is affecting them. It's, uh, it's affecting their plush, comfy life. And so now they're wanting to tackle COVID at full speed. This new variant is easily spreadable. And, and people who have had the vaccine can still get it. Think about that. You've been vaccinated. You did everything right. And you're still get, you can still get COVID. And you can still pass it to others. That has to scare the shit out of you. But that also has to tell you, make you wonder, why the fuck did I get vaccinated? We have to come to realize that COVID is here to stay. I will say this as harsh, and this is not harsh. Some people will die, some people will live. That's just the way life is. We, when we're born, we all have a date. We just don't know when it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been great. The question I want to ask you tonight, before I wrap up, aren't you tired of being an unpaid political advisor? Aren't you tired of towing the company line. Maybe it's time that you tow your line. Maybe it's time you get out of that box. Maybe it's time you start you stop pushing for their agenda 
and start pushing for yours. Being independent. Tonight, let's do it. Get off Facebook. Walk away. Let's change. But change for the better. Ladies and gentlemen, you all have a good night. It's been a pleasure. 